Good Tuesday morning, everybody. I'm Mayor Fertig on the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Thank you for uh, sticking with the Nachum Siegel Network. Every 9 o'clock Tuesday is when we bring you this show. And uh, Ellie Hagler has the week off. I'm glad to be here with you this week, and thank you for joining us. Uh, From an OU standpoint, we're actually going to start on a sad note. I just wanted to share... uh, Share the, uh, the sadness at the OU over the uh, the passing this week of Mrs. Ellen Cutler. Uh, for those who have visited the OU uh, for many years, Mrs. Cutler has been the uh, really the the welcome, the face of the OU. If you walk into the building to our 14th floor lobby, and uh, unfortunately she uh, she passed away, and uh, her her funeral was on uh, was on Monday. And uh, it is it is a sad day at the it is a sad week at the OU. We're certainly going to miss her. Uh, an interesting thing about uh, Mrs. Cutler uh, is that uh, her son her son works here too, and he's one of the most beloved people at the OU. Uh, David Cutler uh, is the uh, head of NCSY summer programs, and uh, really, as I said, a beloved figure. And uh, it occurred to me uh, yesterday morning after I heard that uh, that Ellen Cutler had passed away that it's pretty unusual it's it's relatively unusual for uh for you to be in a professional situation where you work with a parent and a child you know certainly maybe in a family business but it's relatively unusual um and it's also unusual you know when you when you have a, a work colleague uh, who's a very nice person or maybe when the opposite is true you uh you know instinctively that this didn't happen in a vacuum that parenting <laughs> Uh, you know that this person's wonderful personality was uh, was the result of parenting on some level. In most cases, certainly we know that about children, but about adults also. Um, and uh, since it is so unusual to uh, work with a parent and a child, you know we sort of take people as they are, and uh, and we uh, we don't really understand what went into this finished product that we see before us. But David Cutler is such a wonderful guy. And uh, and so so well liked and uh, just such a great personality, and uh, and to to have worked with and and met his mom in a professional capacity, you really understand the uh, the concept of the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, so it is as I said a sad week for us at the OU with the loss of Ellen Cutler and our our deepest condolences to, to David and to the entire Cutler family, and uh, they should know no more sorrow and. Uh, and uh, she should be a Mewitz Yosher for, uh, for the OU, for all of Klal Yisrael. And uh, certainly with some of the uh, world events of the last uh, number of days, we could use, uh, we could use all the uh, heavenly intervention that, uh, that is available to us. Uh, but uh, certainly uh, the family should have an Achama. On to uh, happier topics here on the uh, OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Um, I'd like to uh, welcome to the show... Uh, Hani Lowenstein, who is the Student Leadership and Educational Resources Associate at the OU's JLIC program. That's the Jewish Learning Initiative on campus. And uh, Hani, welcome to uh, the Jewish Reaction. Thank you for your warm welcome. Uh, it is a pleasure to have you here. Um, the, uh, for people who don't know, JLIC is, is a remarkable Remarkable program that the OU operates. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if most people know this, but about 80% of Yeshiva Day School, Yeshiva High School graduates do not go to a, uh, a Jewish oriented college. And 80%, therefore, go about, uh, go to secular campuses. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, uh, as we know, the, uh, the, uh, 
the influences on a secular campus or uh, can be uh, can be very very overwhelming to somebody who came from a, a, a yeshiva background, perhaps a relatively sheltered yeshiva background uh, for some people. And uh, the uh, JLIC program, uh, Hani, is is a wonderful effort by the OU that provides a Jewish community on campus for uh, students of yeshiva and day school background going to uh, 21, 22 campuses right now around the country. Yes, exactly. Yes, correct. And uh, it, is, it is a remarkable thing. And you just finished running over uh, winter break a really, really interesting, nice program. Tell us about it. Sure, I'd love to. Um, we ran a the first ever JLIC Intercollegiate Winter Beat Me Drosh program. Um, it can be likened to, um, in some ways, similar to the NCSY Yarche Kala, and it was a week-long learning program that took place at the Jewish Center in Manhattan, on the Upper West Side, mm-hmm. in Manhattan, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and the students immersed themselves in Torah learning for the entire week. Um, there were various JLIC educators there and guest speakers, and right. it really was an incredible, an incredible week full of learning in in a Beit Midrash setting. So these are these are people with generally with yeshiva and day school background, but who are on a secular campus and on winter break they you know might customarily have gone skiing, they might have gone uh, someplace warm, right? Uh, they might have right. even gone to visit their families around the country, but instead they came to New York and sat and learned for a couple of days. Right. It was it was really incredible to see their motivation and desire to learn um, and to see them as well interacting with the educators. For me, it was on some levels, um, you know, a microcosm of what happens on on every campus every day that JLIC is on. Um, you know, I got to see it this past week on a on a you know a smaller scale, but it, it is really amazing um, to see how involved the students were in the learning of Torah. And additionally, uh, how incredible the educators were in, in teaching Torah and in, you know, interacting and speaking with the students. Very, very nice. I just want to explain to uh, to our listeners, you mentioned uh, a likeness to the NCSY Yarche Kala program, and I certainly understand why you would say that, but I'll, let me just explain for those who don't know. Yarche Kala is an NCSY program. It's been running for many, many years, and it is remarkable because those participants, for the most part, are public school kids who certainly on winter break from high school could be expected possibly to be on a beach or on the slopes somewhere, and instead they come to Connecticut for 96 hours and they sit and learn. And these are these are students, again, mostly with a public school background, some of whom are becoming more observant or, you know, to greater or lesser degrees, but in many cases students uh, who have really never done any Jewish textual learning at all, and they come to Connecticut and they learn for 96 hours, and it's it's pretty amazing. So this uh, this has uh, some you know some likenesses to that in the sense that uh, these are not students in a regular base medrash program. And yes, uh, they... although yes, yes, it, it differs. You're correct in that it differs, um, in that they're coming you know from a yeshiva day school background and um, probably a different uh, you know starting off in a different place. Um, but yes, it is similar in that we're creating a learning program for people who are not um, involved in, you know, a full day um, um, Damien Josh program. Otherwise, 
Right. Now, I'm looking at the... Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the JLIC educators from around the country who were part of this program. Uh, the founding director of JLIC were by Menachem Schrader, by Yaakov and Rachel Taubis of UPenn, uh, Rabbi David and Ariel Pardo of Brandeis, Rabbi, Rabbi Ari and Shira Newman of the University of Maryland, Rabbi Gideon Black of NYU, many others. Um, you you interact with all of these people all the time, right? Yes, correct. Okay, yes. so so obviously I would never put you on the spot and ask you to choose your favorite colleagues or anything like Thanks. that. But you, Thanks. but you, you're welcome. But <laughs> but uh, you probably know of amazing, amazing stories to come out of different campuses all the time. Is there anything that when when somebody asks you what you do, you and you need to explain to them what JLIC does and is capable of. Is there some go-to story you have that just lays it all out there? This is JLIC. So I would tell you, um, you're putting me a little bit on the spot. Um, I don't really have any particular go-to story, but you know, that's maybe mm-hmm. you're, uh, you know, encouraging me to, uh, <laughs> to to find one to go to. Um, but I would say that when when I try to talk about um, what what I do and what JLIC does. Um, in you know, in a broader context, um, they really create a place for modern Orthodox um, Yeshiva Day School graduates to go. The next step after they graduate high school or they spend their year in Israel, it's the next step of the Jewish community and Jewish religious growth um, that they're trying to build on campus. And JLIC creates a framework with the couples um, to go forward in those next steps and really um, is more than a helping hand, but really helps to facilitate and continue their learning that they um, either had in the context of their day school education or um, or in their, you know, uh, in their yeshiva or seminary. Um, and, and you will hear, you know, the, the students speak for themselves. And I speak to almost any uh, modern Orthodox day school graduate on campus, um, and you hear that they go to the JLAC campus, they are always um, you know, right away, right away, speak of of the educators there. Uh, my guest is Hani Lowenstein. She is the Student Leadership and Educational Resources Associate at the Orthodox Union's Jewish Learning Initiative on Campus, aka JLIC, which is now on 22 campuses around the U.S. Right. And uh, you're listening to the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction, heard Tuesdays at 9 on the Nahum Siegel Network. And, uh, Hani, before we uh, before we wrap up, because I know you need to go, um, is, uh, is there any uh, information number or any uh, website information that you could give to parents of uh, students or to students themselves who are finishing high school and uh, want some information about JLIC? Sure. So... Um I would say the easiest thing for you to do mm-hmm. is just to Google, um, just to Google JLIC. If you'd like to go to a website, I would direct you to jliconline.org, um, and there you will find different, uh, you know, articles about what's going on in the different campuses. You'll be able to um, click on the different campuses and see the educators that are there. Um, and simply by just Googling it, you'll be able to get a very, very small sense of all the amazing work that JLAC does. And, um, of course, uh, any parent, when they're looking to um, visit a campus for their child or their child is visiting a campus, they should feel free to reach out to the JLAC educators there to find more uh, out about Orthodox life there. Excellent. So uh, people can go to JLIConline.org. Of course, they could go to OU.org as well and, uh, and just... Uh click on, uh, on the appropriate uh, link at the top of the page. Uh, but, uh, Hani Lowenstein, thank you so much. I, uh, I really right. appreciate your, uh, 
for uh, spending some time with us, and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, you too. Take care. You're listening to the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're heard Tuesdays at 9. Ellie Hagler is your usual host. My name is Mayor Fertig. Ellie has the week off. Uh, at 10 o'clock today, stay tuned uh, for the album of the week with Mark Zamek. And uh, then at 11 o'clock, live lunch with ZK. So really uh, a uh, whole day of great programming because after that, uh, after uh, the live lunch with ZK, you'll want to stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network uh, all day long for the Tuesday music mix. And then uh, at 7 o'clock, the court report uh, with Elliot Weiselberg and uh, some more music. And then 9 at 9 with Yossi Zweig, which is an amazingly popular program that continues to gain gather listeners. Uh, and you can listen to uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, of course, uh, however you're doing it right now. But there are many other options as well, including, of course, our app, uh, including, of course, uh, NachumSiegel.com. And uh, the listen line, all sorts of things. So whatever you're doing now, just keep doing it, or uh, you do have some other options. Go to NachumSiegel.com and check it out, and you'll you'll learn what to do and uh, how you can stay tuned at all times because uh, 24-6, the Nachum Siegel Network is with you. Let's turn to uh, Penny Pazornik. She's the North American Associate Director of Israel Free Spirit, Taglit Birthright Israel. Israel Free Spirit is the Orthodox Union's interaction with Taglit Birthright. And uh, the program that uh, the OU runs uh, for uh, birthright programming. And uh, Penny, welcome to the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. I've heard a rumor that you have the longest title at the OU. Is that is that actually confirmed or just a little bit of hyperbole? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but uh, I'm pretty sure. You're if up no, there. I would like to see someone with a longer one. <laughs> North American Associate Director of Israel Free Spirit, Taglit Birthright Israel. Anyway, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, Wintertime uh, is a time for some really, really interesting uh, trips. First, I should just tell everybody who doesn't realize this, that Taglit Birthright doesn't run all of their programs themselves. They have many partners. The OU is one of them. I believe we're the uh, the third or the fourth. fourth the fourth largest uh, partner running uh, running Birthright yeah. programming. It's a trip. They have trip organizers, mm-hmm. and we're one of the trip organizers. We're one of those. Uh, so partner's not the right term. We we say trip organizer? <laughs> yes. Got it. Um, in any event, so you are, you are the person behind behind that effort, correct? Um, uh, try. <laughs> and, right, exactly. And obviously you have colleagues. It's not a one-woman one show. Um, but uh, the, uh, the the wintertime brings with it a number of interesting trips, a smaller number than in the summer. But uh, what are some of the things that are either going on now or just uh, wrapped up? So we actually had um, 19 trips this winter. Really? Uh, it really was a great, great season. Um, thankfully, we've had an outpouring of positive feedback from this winter, mm-hmm. really uh, participants with great stories. Um, we actually, Yachad, which is actually a program of the OU, just mm-hmm. got back Yachad's birthright trip, which... Right. Every year is just beyond phenomenal. The meaningful connections and just just situations that happen are just it's 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 truly amazing to see Yahad participate in the same way as um, all of our other trips do. Right. Well, Yahad is all about inclusion. Correct. So so somebody who knows that maybe isn't surprised to know that individuals. Uh, 
um, with special needs could participate in a yachad trip, just like any in a uh, in a birthright trip, just like anybody else. Correct, correct. And we just we we run a wide range of trips from different campus trips to we have a music on tour trip, arts mm-hmm. and entertainment. We have single gender trips. We have. Uh, modern Orthodox trips. Uh, we have most of our trips are unaffiliated. Uh, we have young professional trips. Mm-hmm. We just really, basically, whatever you know type of trip you're looking for, we pretty much have. So it's so very exciting. The idea is, I, if I understand this, I guess from an outsider's perspective, we want to get people to go to Israel. We want to get people to experience that, and so we we sort of offer it to them on their own terms. Right. Well, you know, we have this choose your own in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, really, our our thought is, you know, we we have this amazing opportunity, amazing, right. amazing opportunity. And we would like to cater to as many people as we can. And it really just happens. Most people who call us on the phone and say, I am, you know, this age, I am from this background and I'm looking for this type of group, we're able to really put them on a trip that they will not only have the best experience, mm-hmm. but they'll also be able to connect to their peers on the trip in a way that will make meaningful connections for life. Very, very interesting. Our guest is Penny Pizornik. She is the North American Associate Director of the Orthodox Union's Israel Free Spirit, Taglit Birthright Israel. Penny, I've heard that uh, none other than Lipa Schmelzer actually dropped in on a birthright trip in the last week or two. Yes, we actually had a trip, music on tour, Mm -hmm. um, a very exciting trip. This was our first season running it, and we hope to be running it for many seasons to come. And uh, the participants just were uh, just so excited and... And it was such a great opportunity, and we're excited that uh, we are able to do this. So the, the participants are who? Are they are they music enthusiasts and aficionados or musicians, professionals or otherwise? You know what? It's a combination. Um, really, we, we, we have the option and different people who are interested, whether they are a musician mm-hmm. or some people are in the business or just like music in general. Right. Um, so it's just really great group. It really turned out to be a, 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 a fabulous group. So 19 winter trips. Correct. Um, any other one you would want to highlight? Um, you know, there's just they're they're all just so amazing. Arts and entertainment as well is um, uh, one of our trips that always gets such great. We get such great feedback from people involved in Broadway and involved in all wow. yeah in all sorts of you know actors in different areas. You you know it, people don't always think about it, but it's really uh, it's 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 really quite a trip. Fantastic. Um, so that's that's the winter trips. Nineteen trips. They're they're all done now. A few are no, still in no, progress. No, no, no. We have a bunch in progress, and we have we still we still have one to send off. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, and then you're working toward a big deadline for the summer. So actually, summer registration opens mm-hmm. on February third. Right. Again, that's February third. Um, we're very excited. The summer is really shaping up so far. We're looking to to have the best summer yet. Um, and we're really excited. So we would love if, you know, if you or anyone you know is interested in going to Israel, please feel free 
What are the guidelines? Um, they've changed. Some people may know that they've changed, but they don't know what the yeah. details are. It's 18 to 26-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, if you go on our website, you can find all of the exact guidelines. That's OU.org, and you can just you can click on Israel Free Spirit. Yeah, or... well, IsraelFreeSpirit.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly as it sounds, IsraelFreeSpirit.com. Right. Uh, we have... Uh, all the information you could ever want on a on a birthright trip and we really you know we try to cater to our participants needs and really give them the best experience possible so uh really we would love uh any and all inquiries uh to try try to get as many people to Israel as we can right and these trips get great reviews right mhm yeah um thank god we have our our participant feedback is just ha- we're, we, we, we really aim to please, and mm-hmm. we're, thank God, really blessed that um, our participants uh, seem to uh, feel, feel, feel that we're really uh, providing the top of the top. Excellent. Very good. Yeah. Penny Pazornik, the North American Associate Director of Israel Free Spirit, Taglit Birthright Israel. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me, and we're looking forward to getting all the applications on February 3rd. Excellent. Very good. Thanks so much. You're listening to the OU Presents, The Jewish Reaction. My name is Mayor Fertig. I'm the Chief Communications Officer of the OU. Ellie Hagler is off this week. And uh, the OU Presents, The Jewish Reaction is heard Tuesdays at 9, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, glad you could tune in today and join us. Uh, coming up right after uh, the OU Presents, The Jewish Reaction at 10 o'clock, uh, Album of the Week with Mark Zamek. And then at 11, Live Lunch with ZK, followed by a wonderful mix of music for hours. And then uh, coming up at 7, we'll have uh, Elliot Weiselberg with uh, The Court Report. Uh, So a full day of programming here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, we hope you'll stay tuned all day long. And... uh, Tune in again tomorrow. You know, for it's it's a little tricky for some people because they're listening to JM and the AM on the radio, which is, of course, a great way to listen to JM and the AM. And then at 9 o'clock, things switch over. The programming on the radio ends, but the programming on the uh, on the app, on the website, all that that is the Nachum Siegel online network, uh, all that continues. So uh, we certainly encourage you to uh, get into the habit of making that switch over and stay, sticking with us all day long. As I said, my name is Mayor Fertig. This is the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. We turn now to uh, Rabbi Judah Isaacs. He is the uh, Director of Community Engagement at the Orthodox Union. And uh, Judah, how are you? I am fine, Mayor. Good to see you. Have you recovered? Have I recovered? Uh, slowly, slowly recovering, but it absolutely was an incredible convention. Uh, ah, you see, you, you, you ruined, you ruined the, uh, the, the I ruined build up the, here. I ruined the build up. <laughs> but we're getting feedback every day yeah. from people on how incredible uh, an experience they had. The, uh, the Orthodox Union Biennial Convention uh, ran from December 26th through December 28th at the uh, Tarrytown Doubletree in, uh, in Westchester. And uh, I, am, I am an eyewitness to the incredible level of preparation that uh, was led by uh, Rabbi Judah Isaacs. And uh, it, it, it paid off, perhaps even, even better than anybody had a right to hope that it would. It absolutely did. And I also want to give kudos to uh, Dr. Shemi Tenenbaum, who was the chair of this convention, who worked extremely hard uh, to make sure that it was a family-friendly and uh, inspiring weekend. It, re- it really was. And I can tell you that people were coming over to me, um, and uh, certainly on Sunday, 
at the height of the uh, the breakout sessions and the different things. And we'll talk about a little bit about that. Um, certainly some of it is, is germane to current events right now. Um, but uh, uh, people were coming over to me in the hallway and just saying, thank you. And I'm like... And I'm thinking, you know, yeah, I, I worked on it, but I certainly didn't, you know, I don't deserve the thanks. I mean, there are a lot of people who deserve the thanks before I do, but people were so enthused about it. I know you uh, you handed out a, um, a uh, evaluation. Uh, evaluation, right. Uh, have, you, have you had a chance to, to uh, tally some of that material yet? <laughs> we have, and people were extremely pleased with everything at the convention. And I really think that, you know, we focus when you talk about germane issues on global Jewish unity. I think it's unfortunately come out even clearer um, the events of the past few days. But, uh, you know, a lot of that was foreshadowed at the convention, not that you had to be a Navi to figure all that out. Right. But um, a lot of it was laid out in very stark terms by Malcolm Holmline, by Norman Eisen, who's a guest on this show. And, right. uh, and that's the former ambassador of the United States to, to uh, Czechoslovakia. And Richard Stone. And that panel really talked about some of the issues that uh, are facing all of European jury. Um, and unfortunately, we saw that play out this weekend. Right. Rabbi Ephraim Mervis was there as well. He's the uh, chief rabbi of the United Kingdom. He's got a longer title than that, but we'll go with that. And uh, and he talked about what it's like in the United Kingdom right now. But, uh, of course, uh, the action, unfortunately, uh, uh, shifted suddenly uh, and very tragically to uh, to mm. France. But even Rabbi Mervis spoke about the fact that mm. one of in one of his one of the day schools in the in in uh, United Kingdom right now in London, right. the majority of the kids are from France. Really? Oh, I, I missed that detail. So uh, there are a lot of French Jews that mm-hmm. yes have made Aliyah. Some have gone to Montreal. Some have gone to Florida. I found out. Right. <laughs> but a good number have also just crossed over uh, to England right now. That is very interesting. You know, uh, yesterday morning, Monday on JM and the AM, Nachum had uh, had on the uh, I guess the deputy head of the French uh, Jewish organization, uh, CRIF, uh, whatever the uh, French acronym for that is. And it, it really isn't so simple to say, well, they should just go to Israel. It, it's not that simple. I mean, besides the logistics, of course, of moving a population of right. half a million people or 600,000 right. people, which is obviously a, a huge a huge uh, thing to, to ponder. Right. Uh, he said, you know, these are people, many of these families have been in France for a thousand years. Absolutely. I but, mean, but still the Aliyah equivalent to America, I just heard today that the Aliyah equivalent would be about 84,000 American Jews. That's how many French Jews have left France right. to make Aliyah in the last year or so. Right. And they have uh, far outstripped uh, the North American yeah. Correct. Um, <clears throat> it's not easy. They've been in France a very long time. But, uh, you know, I think the what's what's very sad about the French situation is this this uh, this incident on Friday is the culmination of a year. And uh, for those of your listeners who want to go to Tablet Magazine, there's an incredibly mm-hmm. unfortunate but month by month analysis of what's happened in France. All and the different, different attacks. All the different attacks that have happened. Yes. Um, and this really was a culmination of a year long. Um, and that's why I think that French Jews have to look at things in a different kind of way. And I think at the convention, those issues were really highlighted by our speakers uh, in a way that I think a lot of American Jews weren't even aware of the the greatness and the way the whole situation sort of looks from a global perspective. Absolutely. And there was even a little bit of dissent among some of our panelists as to just yes. how serious the situation is. Malcolm Holmline, who, of course, is uh, heard every Friday on JM and the AM, 
uh, was was the most adamant and the most, uh, you know, he was just firmest about this and said there just is no Jewish future in Europe. Once sure. again, you know, 70 years after the Holocaust, we're saying it again, there is no Jewish future there. Uh, and uh, some of our other panelists felt that the situation wasn't quite that bad, right. but uh, certainly not not looking good at all. Right, and I think Rabbi Mervis, when he spoke, did speak about that there are, you know, interfaith issue um meetings that are taking place. He's involved with the Muslim community in England, and I think there is a lot of work going on behind the scenes um, to try to quell tensions and other things. But, you know, there still is a uh, a difficult time ahead. And the majority of the population now in France is Muslim. So that is part of, and that was brought up during the convention. I think that's part of the issue there. Right. Well, just, just to clarify, not the majority of the population, right. but it is a, a tremendous subset of right. the population, much, much, much more numerous than the Jewish community. Correct. Uh, our guest is Rabbi Judah Isaacs. He's the Director of Community Engagement for the Orthodox Union. And uh, specifically, our conversation is related to the uh, just concluded um, Orthodox Union uh, Biennial Convention for 2014. And uh, we'll do that again in two years. You're looking forward to it? Absolutely. <laughs> it was it was so much work, and, and some people doubted that it could be done. Um, but I think we actually uh, proved a concept here. We 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 proved that it that it could be done, and not only that. And this is really interesting. We proved that it could be done with a lot of young families. There were something what the like twenty five thirty kids in babysitting and, and all the the different programming for little kids. So it wasn't just you know an older population of people who were maybe retirees or approaching. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that. There were of course those people represented as well, and they, right. we were glad they were there. But there were many young families there, which was really really nice. And some people might even say unexpected. Absolutely, and I think. The best thing is that the young families that were there all told me how great the babysitting we provided and the activities. <clears throat> it wasn't just babysitting. We had Parsha. We had davening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had events for toddlers and, and things for older kids. Um, and they really, all the parents said they would tell their friends to come to convention because they really can know that they can go to sessions, they can enjoy themselves, and their kids will be well taken care of. I, I've actually got the photos, 2,200 photos. And I can tell you there were a lot of photos of very happy-looking little kids. Very, very happy kids. Uh, and you could, by the way, uh, you could see them. Go to uh, the OU's Facebook page. Uh, many of them, hundreds of them, are posted there. Uh, and you can see photos uh, at uh, Facebook.com Orthodox Union. I'm sorry. The other thing that I think is really important about convention mm-hmm. is that we brought people from many different states. Uh, we had people from California. We had people from Wisconsin, people from Maryland. <coughs> Excuse me, people from uh, many places outside of the New York area, Colorado, um, and everybody came together uh, really to talk to each other and to learn from each other from uh, Washington, the state of Washington, right. uh, in addition to D.C. So I think that the other thing that convention really provides is an opportunity for our community to come together and to have informal conversations, and those conversations over dinner, lunch, in the lobby in different places, I think also enhance the convention a lot. Okay, so we've been talking about uh, all these events around the world, all this, uh, all these very, very upsetting t- uh, events in in France in the last couple of days, uh, as well as uh, as well as other challenges facing the Jewish communities around the world. Let's uh, let's hear Yaakov Shweki with Mama Rachel on the OU presents the Jewish reaction. Then we'll come back and speak to Rabbi Judah Isaac some more.
with the rising sun on her wedding day. She raised her eyes to the heavens and she thanked Hashem for the man of truth with whom she would build a nation. But with nightfall came destiny betrayed the veil concealing another yet a sister's shame not her shattered dreams took hold of her heart and her senses Mama Rachel cry for us again Won't you shed a tear for your dear children If you raise your sweet voice now as then The day will come Mama Rachel cry for us again Won't you shed a tear for your dear children laid to rest in solitude forever but her voice gave hope to the broken hearts of her daughters and sons bound for exile when her plane cry gain divine consent a challenge to her maker can the mercy of mere flesh and blood run deeper than yours our creator Mama Rachel, cry for us again. Won't you shed a tear for your dear children? If you raise your sweet voice now, as then the day will come. Mama Rachel, cry for us again. Won't you shed a tear for your dear children? Your voice is still as you heed the call of Miniko It's our Father's will 
Amy Rottenberg composition performed by uh, by Yaakov Shweki, Mama Rachel. You're listening to the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. It's uh, Tuesdays at 9, every Tuesday at 9 on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Fertig. I'm the Chief Communications Officer of the OU. Ellie Hagler usually hosts this program. He's off this week, but thank you for joining me anyway. Certainly appreciate it. My guest, if you've been uh, listening, is Rabbi Judah Isaacs. He's the Director of Community Engagement at the Orthodox Union. And uh, we've been talking about... Uh, the aftermath, uh, the wrap-up of the Orthodox Union Biennial Convention in 2014, the last days of the year, and uh, how well that went, Baruch Hashem. We've been talking about some of the challenges uh, facing uh, facing Jewish communities outside the U.S., uh, by extension, of course, in Israel. Uh, let's talk now about, uh, about Jewish communities inside the United States, as well as uh, communities in Israel. Uh, Rabbi Isaacs, uh, there's a very, very big, also a biennial event, uh, put on by the uh, Orthodox Union's D- Department of Community Engagement every two years. 
That was a little redundant biennial, two years <laughs> to see what I did there. Yeah. And, uh, and that program is called? That is our annual Jewish Communities Fair. Um, <clears throat> it's an opportunity for people to explore more affordable living options, both here in the metropolitan area and throughout the United States. And this year, we're very proud to partner with OU Israel and Nefesh Benefesh. And we're also going to be focusing on communities in Israel as options for affordable living for Orthodox Jewish families. That is so exciting that uh, that uh, we're getting involved uh, with this, with Nefesh Benefesh, because, of course, you know, Aliyah, not for everybody at this time, perhaps. Uh, that we, we understand that. But, uh, you know, for so many people, it uh, it is an option or could be an option. And uh, I think the last time we did this two years ago, it was interesting that, you know, we had all these nice communities around the U.S., but there, were no, there was no Israel option. And Correct. this time there is. So we're very, very excited that uh, we have the opportunity now to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, showcase Israel um, and also showcase. We have a lot of new communities coming. We have uh, about 40 communities have signed up to date, and mm-hmm. we'll probably have a little bit more than that once we're finished. Um, and they're really from all over the country and uh, from new places that haven't been at the fair before because I think communities around the U.S. realize that uh, the fair is a unique opportunity for them uh, to meet New Yorkers who are at a stage in their lives where they're interested in pursuing other communities, looking at other communities, um, and it's a one-stop shop. It will be held on Sunday, April 26th, um, and uh, it will be at a new location that's opposite the Intrepid Museum in New York. I'm going to get you the address at some point. And uh, we are very, very uh, excited about this event and really working hard to make sure that it's as successful and as wonderful as it was last time. Uh, we are also going to have this year uh, the opportunity for people to purchase food because one of the complaints that happened last time <laughs> is that people were hungry and we really had no place for them to eat and there was nothing nearby. Uh, and since there aren't really kosher restaurants near the Intrepid, uh, we will have uh, full kosher food available for purchase at the fair. That's a very, very welcome addition, no doubt. Um, if somebody's listening and they're part of the leadership of a community that is not yet signed up and they're interested in showcasing their community, what uh, what steps should they take? Uh, the best thing to do is to call Adina Schwartzbaum from our office at 212-613-8300. That's 212-613-8300. And Adina will help you with the application and what you need to do in order to make that all work. Okay, and it's uh, obviously it's doable, it's it's manageable, but it's not uh, you know it's not two clicks and you're in. Correct. There are some preparations and commitments that uh, communities need to uh, undertake. Right, and there is a very large form that they have to fill out, and we are encouraging communities this year to use social media, Instagram, Facebook, and other social media opportunities. We're actually having contests for communities to try to, (coughs) excuse me, increase interest. among people, we really found in last year's fair that social media was the best way uh, to reach younger Orthodox Jews, mm-hmm. um, and we're really encouraging communities to help us in that effort. You know, some communities had uh, really remarkable results. I mean, one that uh, comes to mind, which is uh, in the New York area, is uh, East East Brunswick, I believe? Correct. Um, East Brunswick, um, Springfield, New Jersey, uh, Linden, Cherry Hill. There are a number of communities that did extremely well. And 
as well as communities outside. Jacksonville, Florida saw a group of people move in. Boynton Beach, Florida has seen people move in. Um, a lot of the work has to be done after the fair to really follow up with people, but uh, we have found that communities that really invest in this and they really invest in the follow-up, have follow-up Shabbat follow-up with the people who sign up at the fair can really make a difference. Um, our communities were very, very... Um, What's the right word? Entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, last year, the Louisville community uh, auctioned off a Louisville bat. Right. Uh, Portland had Nike sneakers. So there are an opportunity to win amazing things right. at this fair. Um, so all of those things make a very big difference. Right. Not to break the flow. When you say last year, you mean really uh, two, two years ago. Correct. Um, so, uh, you know, we both might have misspoken there. But just to be clear, correct. this is an every two-year uh, two year event. Now, could you... Are you yet in a position to describe uh, what similarities and differences there'll be between the Israel portion and the uh, domestic U.S., or is it North American or domestic U.S.? Um, It's domestic U.S. primarily. Um, The Israel portion will be more Mm region-based, and the North American will be more community-based. So you'll have an opportunity in Israel to explore the north, the south, and find out what communities are there, where people are, what people are doing there, what job opportunities are. But it will be more generic than having, let's say, you know, Shteirot have a table and uh, Dimona have a table and everybody else have a table. So. Okay. So this is, uh, you said, April 26th. Correct. It will uh, be at the Metropolitan West, which is at 639 West 46th Street, which is really across from the uh, Intrepid Museum. Uh, and uh, That used to be the Bagel Bakery? It used to be H&H. Right. It was uh, converted, for those of you that know that, it was converted into an event space. Uh, just It just opened this fall. Um, and we will have both floors of the event space. Uh, there'll be food in Israel on the top floor, and there'll be North American communities on the on the entry-level floor. Excellent. Anything else you want to add? That's it. We hope that uh, if you're interested, you can go to ou.org slash community and sign up now to be a, just to register for the fair, just to know that you have an interest. Tell us which communities you're interested in, and we'll be happy to send you information even before the fair about it. And I'm pleased to say that we've already gotten uh, about 25 or so uh, pre-registrants for the fair, even though it's a few months away. And it hasn't really been formally announced either. it hasn't either. been formally announced This is either. kind of it, actually. This is right. the, the under-the-radar informal unveiling of this whole project. Correct. Very good. Right. Judah Isaacs, the Director of Community Engagement of the Orthodox Union, thank you very much. You are welcome, Mayor. My pleasure. Anytime. Uh, let's continue with the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. This is uh, this is Achenu from the Maccabees on the Nachum Siegel Network. Achenu called Yisrael Hanesunim Matzarau Vashivya Haomdim Bein Bayam Yeah, 
Beats on the Nachum Siegel Network. This is the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Ellie Hagler is your usual host. My name is Mayor Fertig, filling in. I'm the Chief Communications Officer of the OU. Thank you so much for uh, for continuing your morning with the Nachum Siegel Network, sticking with us after JM and the AM. Coming up next at uh, 10 o'clock on the uh, Nachum Siegel Network, the album of the week with Mark Zomick at 11, live lunch with ZK. Then we'll have uh, great music through the afternoon and uh, 7 o'clock is Elliot Weiselberg with Court Report, and at 9 o'clock will be uh, 9 at 9 with Yossi Zweig. So a whole day of great music and other programming here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, one other OU event we wanted to tell you about uh, that's coming up, the Ben Zakai Honor Society, the storied um, Honor Society of NCSY. Their scholarship reception for 2015 is taking place on Sunday, February 8th, 2015, from 4 to 9 p.m., you're cordially invited. Uh, if you'd like information about the 20th annual Ben Zakai, uh, Ben Zakai event, uh, which will see, uh, uh, the induction of a number of honorees, number of worthy individuals who have meant so much to, uh, NCSY and to the Ben Zakai Honor Society, you could email grossmane at ou.org, grossmane 
at OU.org, and Elaine Grossman will be happy to uh, send you some information about the Ben Zakai Dinner. It's taking place February 8th. 2015 at 4 p.m. Uh, actually, 4 p.m. will be a sheer by Rabbi Betzal Rudinsky. 5 p.m. is the reception. Uh, the inductees include Nechama Kamalar. She'll get the Rebetzin Ella and Rev, Dov, Rev, Rev Aaron Soloveitchik Award. Dahlia and Rabbi Dr. Matas Shulman will get the Ezra Ben-Zion Lightman Memorial Award. Rabbi Chaim Wilgus with Rebetzin Elaine and Rabbi Pinchas Stolper Service Award. David Wolf will be the recipient of the Enid and Harold H. Boxer Memorial Award. Also uh, being honored, Rabbi Aryeh Friedner, Rabbi Ben Goncher, Rabbi Adam Simon, some of NCSY's finest, and Karen Steinberg certainly as well, um, uh, among the, the group of uh, illustrious honorees at the 20th annual Ben Zakai Honor Society's NCSY Scholarship Reception for 2015. Again, for information, uh, you can go to, uh, you can email uh, email grossmane at ou.org or go to ncsy.org and there should be information uh, there as well. You're listening to the Nachum Siegel Network and uh, we started off with this and uh, why don't we close with it as well. I had mentioned that it is a sad uh, sad week at the Orthodox Union. Uh, a lovely woman named uh, Ellen Cutler who for many years was the, uh, the welcoming face of the OU at our 14th floor reception at 11 Broadway uh, passed away. The funeral was yesterday. Her son uh, is one of the most beloved individuals at NCSY, uh, David Cutler. He's the head of NCSY summer programs. Um, So uh, our condolences go to David and uh, to the entire extended Cutler family. Uh, Truly, I can say that uh, speaking for for all of us at the OU, your loss is our loss. And uh, we will will miss Ellen Cutler a lot. She was a lovely lady. And... uh, with that in mind, uh, we'll close with Umacha here at uh, the Nachum Siegel Network. This is the OU Presents, The Jewish Reaction.
Comparable Rabbi's Sons with Umacha. It is the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction uh, on the Nachum Siegel Network. That was in memory of the late Elaine Cutler of blessed memory, uh, who will be missed. I'd like to thank my guests today, Rabbi Judah Isaacs, uh, Penny Pazornik, uh, Hanny Lowenstein, uh, all for uh, spending some time with us here on this uh, edition of the show. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up next at 10 o'clock, uh, the Album of the Week with Mark Zamek. And you can uh, tune in every Tuesday at 9 for the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. My thanks to our engineer, Alex Cook. Uh, my name is Mayor Fertig, and thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.